how's it going? <laughs> oh, it's going. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. <laughs> yep. I'm the same. It's all fine. <laughs> so what's going on fine in your life? Um, let's see. So I um have to fire one of my best friends tomorrow at work. Oh, no way. Yeah. There's no getting around it. Shoot. I know. Oh, I'm oh. I know. It's I I'm really bummed about it. Do they know it's coming? They kind of know it's coming. But, I mean, that that's what I get for, like, becoming the manager of the team I used to be on. Right. <laughs> you know, <I> like, <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah. It shouldn't be a surprise. He knows it's coming. It's just a bummer. 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 Yep. Um, yeah. And I've also, I, I'm just, just been going crazy. I, I'm taking care of another team because their manager had surgery a few weeks ago. So I've been like taking care of two teams on reduced work hours. <laughs> <laughs> Double the load. Double the load minus, you know, a day. And, like, two of her people have tested positive for COVID during this time. One of them had her father-in-law and brother pass away. (gasps) I'm just like, what the crap? (laughs) Why is your team not doing well right now? Dude, her team is so high-maintenance. Yeah, no, Utah is sucking it for COVID right now. They are sucking it and sucking at the mask thing. So sucking at the mask thing, yes. Utah is way too full of libertarians. (laughs) Ugh. We're just full of stupid people. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know... Call them what you want. They're just stupid. (laughs) And they just think it doesn't apply to me, you know? Like, for example, our own friends. One of our friends turned 50 over the last few days. And they threw a big surprise party for her with like, I don't know, 25 to 30 people. And, you know, two months ago when I heard about this party, there were supposed to be like 10 people. And I was like, okay, I'll, we'll go. We're part of the 10. I'll make some food, you know, whatever. And then I found out just a few days before that that 10 turned into like almost 30. And I had to tell him, well, we're not going, you know. <laughs> I'm glad you're being smart. <laughs> I'm like, no way am I going. 
I'll still make the food. And I made the food and dropped it off like the day before. But <laughs> I'm like, nope, I'm not comfortable with that. That's not cool. So now we're probably, I'm sure we were made fun of the whole time, but whatever. I don't care. Okay. You know, Cam, Cam was all on board. He agreed with me 100%. He's like, nope, you know. Yeah. They turned a party, an intimate party, into a huge party. And that's okay. just not cool. You know? You know, I heard one of the biggest culprits are these like 10 or 11 small family gatherings. Exactly. Get, you know, get, it's okay. We're just families. Just the grandparents come and, you know, and these are not. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, what they've tested or, you know, tracked in Utah is most of the cases are happening from gatherings like that. It's it's not going to the grocery store. You know, it's people keep having these family and friend get togethers and they think they think it's okay because, well, it's just my family or, you know, and it's just, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> If everyone would just stop doing this for like three weeks or so. I know. That's where it just gets me so hard. It's like, just if we would buckle down and really get serious. I know. And it's like, well, but it was so-and-so's 50th birthday. And it's like, well, you know what? We don't get to have that this year. I'm sorry Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's like, So no, when this is all over, I think it'll be fun to have like, hey, the mist, you know, it'll be the the COVID 50th, you know, we skip that year, whatever, make it fun. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Do it when yeah. it's safe. We're all in the same boat. Yeah. I mean, no, people just, missed uh, weddings and they've missed funerals. Why right. do you get to have a 50th birthday party? Exactly. That's exactly how I think about it, you know. <sighs> yeah, no, it's just frustrating. And I'm sure they made fun of us and teased, you know, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. We were home pulling out the tomatoes in the garden and hanging out in the backyard going, this is kind of nice that it's just us and not 25 other people. That's, that's also the thing. You're not going to hear me complaining too much. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it was just me and Cam and Booker going, this is kind of a nice quiet weekend. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, anywho. Yeah, that's what's going on with me. How about you? <laughs> okay. Um, here is where I went on to spill the trauma of my last couple weeks with my sister, not exactly the podcast audience, so I decided to cut it all out to, um, to you know, spare you guys that, what, like 15 minutes. Basically, you get the short version. My daughter was scheduled to have much-needed back surgery for scoliosis. It got canceled uh, within 12 hours of the actual surgery. And then a few days later, she ended up um, basically puking blood and had to go to the emergency room. And now she's okay. 
she's recovered from whatever that was, and now um, we're back on with the surgery, and now I'm stressed about that, because just that major surgery itself kind of stresses me out, and then there was all this drama and trauma related to it. So anyway, here I am. It's all going to be okay, and basically that's what I told Sue, just a lot more details, and and so now we can carry on with the podcast. All right. All right. Well, now that we're caught up on our lovely lives, <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, catch up with. Well, I guess well, let's get started. Yeah. Do we do we even intro this? <laughs> you know what? No. If you're listening, you know what this. Is. You know that this is Yes Mother, <laughs> a podcast that we just wing it. Yeah, we're just winging it right now. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, all right. Should we start with feedback? Yeah. You want me to read Harold's? Sure. All right. So... This is obviously just a what we've been watching episode. And Harold chimed in and he said, hi, Sue and M. This is such a weird time. I hope you're all doing well and Eleanor is feeling better. (laughs) She is. Thank you. I don't know how much of what I explained I'm going to keep in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She's doing great. Yep. And it is a weird time. Um, He says, since I wrote, since I last wrote in asking about HBO Max, they had a promotion and I signed up. Here are a few quick thoughts. One, at the moment, I am not in the mood for the typical dark, heavy HBO type show. Amen, Harold. (laughs) (laughs) I want something light, fun, or an old favorite. We watched the first episode of The Leftovers. Since Matt is such a big fan of it, but now just isn't the time for something like that. No. Oh, totally agree. It is a great show. Put it on the back burner. Yep. It's a fantastic show, but I agree as well. Um, I've been more interested in shows that I can watch on my phone before bed instead of scrolling through Twitter, reading about crazy pulling place lines, people yelling at store clerks about their right to not wear a mask. And everything that else that is going on. Amen. I so, I so hear that. <laughs> I am so done with the news. And yeah, I agree. Um, he says, uh, number two, scrolling through the shows that they have. I found Being Erica, the show I had mentioned recently about the woman who gets time travel therapy. I rewatched a couple of episodes this week, and it is a good comfort watch. Why is that not ringing a bell? I remember him mentioning it before. Right now, I'm writing it down right now so I can remember. Being Eric. No. No. Um. Number three. As you know, I really wanted to watch the third season of Search Party. 
overall, I thought it was pretty good, although it had some needless side plots that never tied into the main story, such as the minor character trying to start her own business. And I don't think I agree with the direction that they took the main character. But still, I give it a thumbs up. I still keep forgetting that that show is the thing for me to watch. Well, we might talk about it a little bit later on. Okay. I uh, season one years ago. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, number four, I watched both seasons of Barry, the HBO show about a hitman who enrolls in acting school. I'm still not sure what to make of it because it has a weird mix of comedy, violence, and the main character is mentally ill. And I deduct a few points for stale parodies of Hollywood, phoniness, and narcissistic actors, but it has been worth watching, mainly for the comedy and some great character actors like Steven Root. I've seen a few episodes of Barry, and... I quite enjoyed him. I'm a big Bill Hader fan and a big uh, Fonzie fan. <laughs> Henry Winkler is great oh. in this. I don't that to my list. I think Barry is worth it. That's um, It's not anything I have written down because I watched the first few episodes like quite a while ago before we started recording again. Um, but yeah, Henry Winkler plays like a, an acting teacher and Bill Hader joins his acting class. And I mean, I don't think the show is for everyone, but I don't know. It's kind of fun, but again, in a COVID world, it might just not be the right time to watch a show like this. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know it's pretty dark mix of comedy violence and mental illness yes exactly um, but Stephen Root is great in it because he plays like Bill Hader's uh, like boss I want to say it's been a while and he's great I don't know him by name, so I'm looking him up right now. Oh, you'll know Stephen Root once you. He's such a great character actor. He was in like. Oh, yeah, he was just in Perry Mason. Yeah, right. Um, Number five. They also have a Harley Quinn cartoon that, like Barry, is also a weird mix of comedy, violence, and a mentally ill main character. Well, yeah, because it's Harley Quinn. Um, there is even a narcissistic actor, Clayface, one of her henchmen. Overall, it's pretty funny, and I like the relationship between Harley and her bestie, Poison Ivy. But it's not for kids, though. It has vulgar language and extreme cartoon violence. All right. I still think I'll check it out, though. I don't think that's my thing. Probably not. But I think I'll check it out. Um, He says, I have also watched one episode of Crash Landing on You. I have to get back to that one. It was good, but a time 
but at times a little slow. Yeah. Well, I only saw the first episode. That checks out pretty good. It, um, yeah, you're like before bed, watch on your phone, pleasantness. This is perfect. That's exactly, these Korean dramas is exactly what I want to watch when I'm like going to bed on my phone. Nice. It's good because it's, it's a nice mix of reading and watching. <laughs> and they're pretty, <laughs> just kind of low stakes, you know interesting but yeah I could see the first I don't really remember but I could very well see the first episode being a little slow they all might be a little slow I don't know but it definitely gets way better and I think I had only watched the first half when we recorded last the second half of the show I liked so much better like i like the first half but the second half was amazing i thought so i think it's worth i don't know if it's exactly your thing harold i don't know (laughs) yep keep watching harold did you watch it no oh spoiler alert no (laughs) (laughs) i didn't think so I was just telling him, like, keep watching stuff that's light. If M <laughs> says it's light, it's light. <laughs> um, he says, I have never been much of a horror person, but I've been watching a bunch of 1970s horror movies that they have over on the Criterion channel. Some of them are also available on HBO Max. One of those that you both would like is called Sisters. It is a Brian De Palma and is kind of a mix of Psycho and Rear Window. I'm going to write that down. I know, right? Some other good ones. Yeah, I like Sisters. Um, Some other good ones that I've seen have been The Wicker Man. Don't. No, Matt, 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 watch that. <laughs> yeah, The Wicker Man. Is that Nick Cage? What am I thinking? No. no, no I think it? he was in a no. remake. Oh, I think okay. it is, but it's a remake. This is the original. Oh, the 1970s. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I remember Matt a and I were just chatting one night on Messenger or something, and we were talking about what we were going to watch, and he decided right. about The Wicker Man. I don't know if he told me how it went. Yeah, the other ones. So the Wicker Man, Don't Look Back. Pretty sure I've seen Don't Look Back, but I can't remember what it's about. Um, Let Scare Jessica to Death. That sounds familiar. That just just sounds fun. (laughs) And Black Christmas, which I think I've also seen. Uh, some of these have been remade, so be careful which version you watch. That could also be, I've watched the wrong one. Um, the 70s versions, I'm guessing? Right. Maybe I've seen the remake. I don't know. But I'm all about 70s horror movies. Oh, <clears throat> sure. Yeah, I don't think I've seen a bad one. 
I mean, I probably have, but fun. <laughs> um, he ends it with one last thing. Last time I wrote, I mentioned that Justice Ginsburg's son was my college roommate. We were very close friends and each other's best mans at our first weddings. I hope I didn't jinx her by mentioning her on the podcast. I first met her in 1983, long before she came. She became world famous. It has been amazing for me to watch the nationwide reaction to her passing. Anyway, I wrote a blog piece about some of the times that I met her. If anyone is interested, you can Google Harold RBG and Remembrance, and you'll find it. Take care and vote Harold. Yeah, when she when she passed, I I did think about you, Harold. And I don't think you jinxed her because we've all been we've all known that this was coming. This was inevitable. I yeah. mean, it's just it's horrible that it happened with the timing it did. But even then, I thought there's no way they'll fill it before the election. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Not even go there. <laughs> <Nope. laughs> but I like really did. I thought there just wasn't podcast. a way that they would yeah. even do that. Of course they will. And here we are. Okay. No, can't get into it. No. Nope. Yep. R.I.P. R.B.G. Yeah, that weekend I watched a little documentary. Honor. to. Nice. Give her a little send-off. Yeah, I'm totally going to Google and read your blog because it would be nice to to read someone, something from someone who knew her that I feel like I know as well. Like, you know. Yeah. No, I'm totally I've never gonna... met Harold personally, but over the years, I feel like, I don't know, he lost a friend. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, thanks, Harold. Thanks, Dad. All right. Our other one we got was from Kat. She says, here's what I've been watching since we last did this. As always, I've taken a bunch of recommendations from you guys and also from Karen and Georgia. My best and most reliable resources for what to watch. (laughs) (laughs) So most of my list comes from either this podcast or theirs. All right. Uh, Scott and Bailey on Hulu. Top-notch recommendations. This was like the cocaine of television shows. (laughs) (laughs) I was addicted right away, and it completely took over my TV watching life until I had finished it. I absolutely loved it. The... Economists? Yes? I don't know. Catherine and her dang <laughs> college, college words. <laughs> Eponymous? Eponymous? I chose Eponymous. Detective Pairing was one of the best I've seen in this genre. The way these two ladies worked together in their careers and their personal dramas was so, so good. Good stories, good drama, good characters. It is golden. Yay! 
Glad you well, liked I it. Watched, I watched it too. And so since you've already discussed it on the show, I'll just say my piece about it. I enjoyed it a lot too. It was, I mean, I thought when I told you, yeah, I'm going to watch that after I watch Scott and Bailey, I thought there was only like two seasons and I was wrong. There's like five or six. Right. But I just flew through it and I don't know, a week and a hey. half. It was good. I liked, I liked their, I liked their relationship because it wasn't just all, I got your back. I got your back. It was like, it was real. And, you know, right. Which one of them was just not a really great person. <laughs> exactly. I like the way that they fight and like forgive each other and kind of, F over each other sometimes. It, yeah, yeah, it's it's real. It's you it was. They were flawed, but they were interesting and right. And I yep. did like how they were kind of. I liked having the structure of a. I, mean, I don't want to say monster of the week, but there were quite a few cases that were just you know solved by the end of the episode. But there were a few that went over, and some continuing stories. But it was nice to have a show that was just kind of like wrapped up sometimes. Just one. Yep. Nope. And we can thank Karen for that recommendation. She recommended it on My Favorite Murder. That's where I that's where I heard about it. So So that you got that from Karen and Georgia too, Kat, in a way. Yep. Through me. (laughs) 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 All right. The Vow on HBO. This is a documentary airing right now episodically. I forgot about it once in a while because it's kind of slow. But then every time I remember it and watch an episode, I love it again. It's about a cult run by this super creepy guy. Did I even have to say that? It's not the cult that's run by a totally normal guy. No. <laughs> no, but this one is, like, insane and in how they drop people in and then make it impossible for them to get out. It's a good series. But like I said, maybe a little bit slow and drags on a bit. But I'm still in and interested when I remember to watch it. Yeah, I've got this one in the I've got this one on the short list, although I just never feel like watching a bummer a bummer show about a cult. Right, right. Um I haven't watched this yet because um this is about the Nexium, right? I don't know. Because I listened to, like, I don't know, maybe a 10-part podcast a few months ago about this same cult. And I got, like, totally involved with the podcast and, like, listened and listened and listened. And when it was done, I was like, dang, that was hardcore. And then the vow came out, and I was like, nope. (laughs) <laughs> like, <laughs> I just expelled all my energy on this. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what the what the podcast I think it was called Escaping Nexium or something like that. Where is this cult where was it centered? Um, I wanna say like somewhere up in like uh New England, maybe um Maybe upstate New York type thing. Yeah, but no, it was a guy who 
um, he was like a guru type that just one of those that had like, this is how you should live. Like, what do you call it? Like, um, like a personal coach, life coach. Yeah. Like a life coach type thing. Yeah. Like that. Um, or there's another word for it. Like those people that like have a career of like, like, I don't want to say like motivational speaker, motivational but kind speaker. of, that's what I was trying to yeah. That yeah. sounds like a medication. No, it was it was more like a uh, like a pyramid scheme, but okay. instead of like selling a product, you brought people in. Is this what they like make a fun self, of? Like a, like a self help. Um, no, it's more recent than that because the guy. Oh. I mean, spoiler alert: the guy just got sentenced, I believe, recently. Maybe he watched Angel. <laughs> we got the idea from Angel, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, but he ended up having like, I mean, basically it was like a sex ring that he was running where he would bring okay. people in um, into like a self-help type thing and and then he would recruit people to like bring in more people and it was like brainwashing and yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, I don't think they ever sold any products. It was more like a way of life type thing. Did yeah. they all live on a compound? Yes. And he even had like, there were some like, actors and I think someone from like Smallville was one of his recruiters and it kind of ended up being like a sex ring like not yeah yeah I listened to the podcast quite a few like maybe a year or so ago and it was very heavy and made me feel oogie and then when I heard the vow was coming out I was like yeah I don't know if I need to watch that yet. Yeah, maybe in a couple still, of years. Still feeling kind of oogie. Yeah. <laughs> so. But, so, anyhow. Okay. Um, and then she goes on to Unwell on Netflix. This is another documentary series. Very, very interesting. Each episode explores a wellness trend and how most of these have become transformed through modern and Western applications into something else entirely that can have adverse effects. Like all the subjects they explored in each episode could very well have healing properties or promote wellness, but this series explores the dark side of them and what happens when people take them to the extreme. So what about essential oils describes how millions of women are getting roped into a rampant multi-level marketing scheme that abound in the industry. Yeah, that's a great example. I feel like essential oils are probably fairly useful in our lives. Right. But you come at me with one of those multi-level bottles and I'm like, get away from me. <laughs> I exactly. want nothing to do with it. <laughs> Agreed. Right. The one about, uh, how do you say that? Ayahuasca? Ayahuasca. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I've heard it before. I've never seen it spelled out in my life. Right. 
Same. And now I forget how to pronounce it. <laughs> Looking at it. <laughs> if you would have asked me about that weird spirit drug, I could have told you. Anyway, I think I have to. Um, talks about how Westerners have completely transformed and exploited what was once a very sacred healing ceremony in South America. So what about tantric, tantric sex talks about how that's being used to start cults. Sorry, retreats, she puts in parentheses, <laughs> <laughs> that are hotbeds of sexual abuse. See where I'm going? This is why we can't have nice things, America. Yeah, we turn everything to trash. Yep. We just have to steal anything that is good and take it to the extreme and ruin all the good that was once in it. It's such a weird phenomenon. It's capitalism. Exactly. Someone sees something that works good and they're like, I can sell this. I can exploit this. I can get my members of my church ward to sign up. (laughs) Yep. They trust me. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm going to tell them that masks don't work. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Just put, they're going to come out with like a COVID-19 essential oil that you just have to rub on your forehead. (laughs) (laughs) Little dots on the inside of your nostril and you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Put this essential oil on your forehead and you won't get COVID. (laughs) Sign me up. It's funny because it's true. (laughs) Yeah. It's basically capitalism. Someone goes on like some eat, pray, love tour in India and they're using something that like made them feel good that day and they're like, all right, how can we, how can we do this? How can I make money off of this? <laughs> it's like, did you hear about like quinoa? That was like, it's like the, it's like the life crop for all these people. And all of a sudden, it becomes popular in the U.S., and now it becomes too expensive for the people in their country to harvest it and grow it. What it's like, they've been living off of it for 200 years. And now Uh, it became the trendy food out here. And now hipsters discovered it. Right. And now they can't afford it. Oh. Crap like that. Why we are trash. Now I feel guilty about all the quinoa I've got in my pantry. <laughs> I know. I like quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, try and find some that's, what's the word for it, um, responsibly harvested or whatever they say. Right, right. Good to know. I will. Okay. <clears throat> Moving on. I'm thinking of ending things on Netflix. I don't talk much about movies here usually, but I have to watch every Charlie Kaufman film because I love his movies. So when I saw this drop on Netflix, I watched it immediately. No regrets. So watch it if you like Kaufman films. That's all. It is on my short list. One of those days where I just want to lay in bed. Remember when I used to want to get the flu? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I used to joke about licking shopping carts so I could just have the flu for a few days and have an excuse to lay in bed? Yeah, yeah I don't want I don't want the flu anymore. What about losing a limb? <laughs> so you can watch Mad Max. I'll, 
I'll take like, losing a limb over the flu. <laughs> or maybe just a couple toes or something. <laughs> or maybe like the ap- appendix. That's my new thing. That's what I want. Yeah, I feel like you could you could lose your appendix, watch Mad Men, and be okay. <laughs> I just want an excuse to where all I can do is lay in bed for like five days. That's all I ask. Too <laughs> bad you didn't have the type of job that got furloughed for like three months. I know, right? You really you missed mean, out. <laughs> I kind of did. Because, yeah, no, when everyone else got furloughed, I got busier than ever. Yeah. Which, can't complain. But, yeah, I kind of can. Because, do I want to watch? I'm thinking of ending things. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> do I have time to just sit and concentrate on a Charlie Kaufman movie? No. <laughs> what else? What are, I don't know Charlie Kaufman. Being John Malkovich, Adaptation. So I've seen his movies. I just didn't recognize his name. Yeah. I saw that a lot. Like Netflix tried, kept trying to get me to watch it. And it looked good, but it also looked like it was going to be a lot. <laughs> Emotionally and mentally. Because <laughs> it's a Charlie Kaufman movie. <laughs> You kind of have to pay attention, and yeah. So, anywho, all right. Glad you liked your cat. I'll watch it one of these days. I love you. Yep. Okay. Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency on Hulu said I took M's recommendation on this one, and I don't, I didn't love it. I didn't totally hate it either. I watched the entire first season, but I honestly don't know if I'll start the second season. I might. I just don't think I loved it as much as Em and her friends did. I totally see this. So as much as I am not really a nerd, I'm more of a nerd than Kat. Right. And this one hits my nerd sweet spot. Like any more than it is, I'd probably be put off and be like, meh. So it hits my spot just fine. But I could see it not hitting Kat. Right. Okay. Uh, I love Elijah Wood, and Dirk had these moments that I thought were kind of funny and endearing. Todd's path to realization was really quite good, too, but it had this men in black cheesiness to it that I could not get past. <laughs> yeah, that's the part that I'm like, okay, with. <laughs> that I could see Cat not being. <laughs> and there was this one character that I hated so completely that I couldn't confess that either. <laughs> it's part. <laughs> that makes me laugh. My contempt for her, not even her, but her affectation with her constantly down tilted head and upcast eyes and fake gruff voice just killed it for me. <laughs> that makes me laugh. Interesting. Spoiler alert, I still have not watched that. So <laughs> I'm gonna have to definitely watch it so I can like see what you think of Bart. See what I think between you and cats. Because you're a little nerdier than me. Right. We're like tears of nerd. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm in the middle. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm the top tier. <laughs> Do you like Douglas Adams? Douglas Adams. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's based on, I mean, these are his books, although they're. Right. I hear that they really go off the rails book wise. I have not read them, so. All right. Anyway, second season goes a little weird, but I definitely like Dirk better in the second season. And he has these moments in the second season that I think about all the time and giggle at. <laughs> nice. So, I don't know, Cat. It also goes a little weirder than the first season in some ways. So it's a toss-up. If you're feeling nerdy, maybe try it. <laughs> I will or, do that. Or Cat, don't bother. Uh, there's not as much fart in season two. Little bark. Okay. She goes on to I May Destroy You, HBO. This show surprised me on how much I enjoyed it. I had no idea what I was getting into, and it's a show I never would have discovered on my own clicking around on HBO. But I think Pants and I really loved it. It centered around a group of millennials in Manchester, and they are such a cute group of friends. See, that does not sound anything like I thought it was. <laughs> no. Their cuteness together made me happy. But you know me, I like my TV dark. So yes, the main plot of the show is pretty dark, so that's like perfect. Cool. I'm intrigued by that. Same. How dark is it, Kat? I don't like my shows as dark right now. But a little dark's fine, I guess. A little dark's good. All right, we'll see. I'll try it. Um, Class Action Park on HBO. Oh, man, Karen and Georgia keep talking about this one, and it made me so curious. I just had to watch it. It is hilarious and terrifying. It's about this giant park in New Jersey that was in business in the 80s, early 90s. It had crazy water slides and bumper boats and an alpine slide and a wave pool. Just all this stuff. If we would have lived in Jersey, we would have gone there all the time, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but so many people got hurt and even died there that it eventually got shut down. This documentary about the park was so thoroughly entertaining. I LOL'd several times watching it. It's mostly interviews with the former staff who were just kids themselves kind of running the place. It was unregulated, designed by non-engineers, and super dangerous and fun, and I just absolutely enjoyed the crap out of it. If you're in the mood to watch something brainless and entertaining, this one is a good choice. I watched it, too, like three weeks ago. <laughs> and oh, yeah. I I enjoyed it a lot. I got that recommendation from Karen, or it was Georgia, also. She I remember talk them about talking it. about it, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, like, amazing that it went on. Huh. I will definitely watch that one. And, yeah, there were no engineers involved. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, they made a water slide that was, like, a upside down loop and they just they just <laughs> talked about one part about it and they just made it 
And then they'd send dummies through it and the dummies were not doing well. And so they'd like adjust it. And then they started paying his teenage staff to go through it. (laughs) And they were getting hurt. And after a few went through, people started getting cut and they find out that it was previous kids that went through its teeth getting knocked out and being (laughs) stuck in the loop and cutting the next ones. I was so watching this. So crazy. Sounds amazing. That is going at the top of my list. <laughs> Teeth. <laughs> that sounds like a horror movie. I know. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Ratchet on Netflix. This was a no-brainer for me to watch and enjoy every second of. Getting the backstory on Horse Ratchet? Yes, please. And by Ryan Murphy? Yes, again. Beautiful show. Everything about it was just perfect. I think Amanda Plummer's character was my favorite in this. She was great. But, of course, Sarah Paulson was amazing. I blazed through this one really quickly. Yeah, it's it's on my list. I have watched the first two, maybe three episodes. I kind of got excited that it was like, Ooh, Nurse Ratched backstory, awesome. And then I didn't hear much about it, so I was like, maybe it's not good. No, it's fantastic, and like the Ryan Murphy aspect is is great, and Sarah Paulson is amazing, and her outfits, ah, oh, they're the <laughs> best. Like her matching coats and skirts, and the colors, and she's just so weird. Like, (laughs) (laughs) there is a scene, she's, like, staying in this slummy hotel and brings a guy into her room and just has the weirdest role-playing. I mean, it's so weird. (laughs) And it totally just makes me want to watch Cuckoo's Nest to see... Nurse Ratchet again, because it's probably been like 20 years since I watched Cuckoo's Nest. Well, I just watched it, and I just read the book again. Oh, wow. So I am all up on Nurse Ratchet. Yeah. And movie version. Nice. I kind of stopped watching Ratchet, because I was like, I kind of want to watch Cuckoo's Nest again. Cuckoo's Nest just appeared on something. Maybe Netflix. It just appeared on Netflix. Yeah. Probably I have read this from the library. Yeah. So, no, I'm with you, Kat. What I've seen so far, I've absolutely adored. But well, I kind of stopped it. Like yep. I said, I just, maybe I'm just not hearing as much about shows lately. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so I'm not going to work and doing things like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if all you're doing is talking to your girls and Rob... okay fargo on fx like every season of fargo the show is my everything right now chris rock is surprisingly okay in it but jason schwartzman and 
Jesse Buckley, same girl that was in I'm Thinking of Ending Things, are killing it. And they are my favorite storyline. Oh, and Timothy Olyphant is in it. He's playing a Mormon marshal from Salt Lake City, and he's the best. Fargo season four, like every season that preceded it, is just great. This sounds amazing. Yeah, I uh, I need to watch this. So it's on FX. Is that does that stream on something? Um, I think I do. I watched the first season of Fargo finally, like I don't know a year ago, and I loved it. Uh-huh. I just never went on. Oh. Are they no, each I... separate things? Like they're yeah. all that's what I thought. Yeah. So far. I think I've only seen the first two seasons and yeah, they're both Yeah, they're separate. I didn't know Chris Rock was in it. I am very intrigued by Chris Rock, Jason Schwartzman. I don't know, Jessica Buckley. Um yeah. but the all all of it sounds good. Mormon sheriff, I'm liking that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm on it. I'm going to find a way. I wonder if I could just watch season four without the other two and then go back to the other two because I won't watch this season. Tell me if I can do that, Kat. From the two seasons I've watched, I will say yes. It's like an anthology thing. It's, yeah. it's You know, yeah. You don't have to know what happened in season one to watch season two. It's like American Horror Story, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. The Haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix. This is another really good watch. Pretty creepy throughout, but I got uber creeped out during the last two episodes. I watched them both in one night and got sufficiently scared. I liked how the show was set up with someone telling the story and the way the story unfolded in Dream. It was really well done. Like serious art at this moment. I've been meaning to watch it. I'm wondering if I'm mentally okay to watch a really scary show. Um, this one is on my list. I haven't completed it. I've seen the first five episodes, I think. So I'm about halfway done. Um, I agree with everything that Kat says. Uh, pretty creepy. I haven't seen the last two, so now I'm like kind of scared to watch them. Yeah, they sound scary. Like the other morning, I got up super early and had to go outside to do something, and I was kind of scared too. <laughs> <laughs> but what I did was I rewatched. This is part of this is on my list, so I might as well just talk it now. I rewatched. Um, haunting a hill house mm-hmm. and that was a very enjoyable second watch um yeah i forgot about the bet neck lady oh i did not that's all i remember from it really <laughs> and let me tell you she is so freaking creepy and scary and <laughs> The no, 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 no just kills me. I Sometimes that just plays in my head and it scares me. I just, uh, I feel like I'm right now just really high strung mentally. Might not be, yeah, the best. So, well, yeah, I want to do creepy, fun Halloween stuff, but like I just feel like I'm already really high strung. I just don't know how I'd react to something really scary. Um, well, I mean, 
these shows aren't I don't know. I I think they're like artfully scary. Like you know what I mean? Like I do and I just I just mean I feel tense. Just Gotcha. I'm just kinda tense right now and high strong. Then maybe not. Maybe not. I just don't know how I would react to it. I could try it. I mean, I don't have to watch the whole thing if I'm like "Eh." Right. Like I thoroughly enjoyed my rewatch of the Hunting Hill House. And caught some things that I hadn't, you know. Yeah. Caught in the first season, and then like these first few episodes of of Blind Manor, I'm quite enjoying. It's you know different. Some of the cast is the same, and it's weird to see him playing different characters. But yeah, the two kids are pretty creepy, especially the little girl. I think. I don't know. I can see it getting. I think I'm over the arc, and it's just gonna get worse. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yep. <laughs> I think all the exposition has been done, and now it's just gonna derail into really creepy. And I'm kind of looking forward to it. So. Yeah, I might be fine because I enjoy scary stuff, and it's like fun. It is, in a way, kind of fun on reality, you know? Just right. good entertainment. Right. I just don't know. I'll tell All you, right. Kat, the, the last episode I saw was where it ends, where she's at the fire outside and just says, all right, it's just you and me now, huh? You know? So I think Kat will know where I'm at. <laughs> and I think it's just going to get... Yeah. You say you're about halfway done. I think I think that was episode five, and I'm pretty sure there's ten episodes, I want to say. So I think I'm exactly halfway through. Okay. So. Cool. All right. Uh, her last one is American Murder, The Family Next Door on Netflix. This is a true crime documentary on the Shannon Watts disappearance. It's awful. I don't know if I've ever heard such a horrible story. Maybe the Susan Powell story comes close to this one in awfulness, but I can tell you that I've never felt such darkness after watching a true crime doc as this one made me feel. And I've watched a million of them. I love them, but this one's bad, guys. Yeah, I talked to Kat a little bit about this because I was like, this is the one about the dad in Colorado and his wife has like an online business. And they yeah. have two little girls, and she's like, "Yep." And I'm like, "Yeah." I mean, I listen to the pod. I listen to a podcast detailing it, but I don't think I need like the visuals and a bunch of stuff like that. I watched it. Did it? Was it as dark for you? Yeah, it's it's pretty dark. It it really is like one of one of the most awful stories in true crime but that's out there and I agree I think it's up there with Susan Powell Um, Susan Powell's story is just horrid it it is it really is just awful Um, yeah no this is this is really it the documentary is pretty well done and it it's a lot of um, it's not like replay or like 
role play. It's it's actual video footage. Huh. Yeah, I don't think I need that right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty dark. I'm going to call this not a COVID watch. <laughs> <for> <laughs> I would say not, yeah. This was one, it was one where, I don't know, I woke up a couple weekends ago and couldn't go back to sleep and Cam was asleep and I just started going through Netflix and saw it and I was like, I'll just put this on and go to sleep to it. And I was like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't go back to sleep. (laughs) Is it like just a movie-like documentary or is it a series? It's like five or six parts. No, it's it's a movie like yeah, okay. it's like an hour and a half okay. type thing. Yeah. Yeah, once in a while there's like a child murder or death that just stays with me. That just right. lingers in my mind and haunts me as a mom. Right. Or this just is, as a is, human being that I could feel this would be this is one of those, especially since, you know, the two young daughters, you know. Yeah. I remember what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty bad. He's a, <laughs> he's a horrible person. Cool. Cool. All well, right. thanks, Scott. It's good to know that you're watching something other than CNN. Yeah. <laughs> Her TV broke. Oh. I she didn't get anyone. But oh. so she has to watch stuff on her laptop. So she, I guess she doesn't have CNN right now. Well, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Thanks, Kat. Thanks, Kat. Um. So on our Yes Mother post I put up, I did get a little bit, um, well, I heard from Matt. He said he forget he forgot slash didn't have time. So we'll excuse you this time, Matt. Oh, I was wondering. Yeah. Okay. And Nutty um, just said a couple things. She suggested Cobra Kai. Have you watched that? No, but we have talked about it, and it is... It is one that Cam and I want to watch together. Okay, so I knew that it was the guy from. Um, I don't. It's been too long. From <laughs> Karate Kid. Kid, the blonde guy. I had no idea Ralph Macchiato's in it also. Yeah, Ralph Macchio and yeah, they're both in it. That's great. <laughs> I know. I'm super excited to watch it. I've heard nothing but good about it. All right, I'll let you watch it and tell me. Yep. Uh, and then she says, Lower Decks, best trek out there, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know anything about Star Treks, so I'm going to take your word for it. Is this new? Is this a new Star Trek? What's it called again? Lower Decks. Never heard of it. CKS. Huh. I I don't know. I've never heard of this. Okay. Well, she says, any update on watching The Great? Um, no, but in my mind, I decided I am going to finish it. I just haven't yet. You're a completist. I am. 
It might be five years from now, but she'll finish it. No, no, it won't be. I think it'll be fairly soon. Nice. Okay. Um, says, are there any shows or things on YouTube y'all have been watching? I'm finding myself drawn to more cooking videos these days. And the Uncle Roger videos. Median character of his uncle who gets mad when people can't cook rice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, nutty cooking shows on Netflix or, or on YouTube are about 90% of what's on at my house <laughs> right now. <laughs> you watch the ones, um, like the Bon Appetit. Um, there's, there's that girl that does like, she makes like booze and makes them gourmet. She tries to recreate. Those are what I watch those. Cam will just get an idea of, ooh, let's make corned beef. And he'll watch 40 YouTube videos <laughs> of people doing it. Yeah. Yep. Tons of YouTube going on at my house. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch a lot of that. I don't watch a lot of YouTube stuff, except for Sesame Street songs and Lori Bergner. It's right up Cam's alley, because he'll get an idea to, oh, I need to replace this part in my truck, and he'll watch like 25 videos of guys doing it, <laughs> or he wants to go camping at a certain spot, and he'll watch, you know, however many YouTube videos there are of people camping, you know. <laughs> YouTube <laughs> is right up Cam's alley. It's like, <laughs> it was made for him. <laughs> No, I learned how to replace all of our um, electrical uh, light switches and plugs from YouTube. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Anytime Cam has a little thing he's got to do like that, he watches YouTube. Or It's like Kat said once quite a few years ago. She's like, Cam is the most practical YouTube viewer. (laughs) 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 He doesn't watch, like, the cat videos. <laughs> it is all instructional. <laughs> but he loves it, and it's right up his alley. And he he also watches. That's how he keeps up with like Stephen Colbert, and you know Seth Meyers and Jamie Oliver. You know. I used to watch Jamie Oliver's on YouTube, but now I watch them on HBO Max. I get the beginning of the show, too. Yeah, I mean, we're usually in bed by the time those shows are on, and about six or seven minutes is all he can take, and then he's done, you know. <laughs> yeah. <He> just <laughs> so. so, yeah, that's, yeah, YouTube is on a lot at my house. Mine too, but that's not really me. The kids. Yeah. So. Well, thanks, everybody. Yep. Thank you. So, should we run through our stuff real quick? Yeah. Mine's not going to be real long. (laughs) Mine neither. Who goes first this time? Um, I don't know. I think it's me, actually. Yeah, 
Go for it. Okay. Um, Kat, I watched Unsolved Mysteries, and that was great. That was perfect watching for cross-stitching and Candy Crush. Nice. And actually, I was out of, like, English shows to watch tonight while waiting for you to do the podcast, and I'm and I just go to Netflix to just start something, and a new season of Unsolved Mysteries was on, so I watched two of those. So oh, there's another. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. There's a new season. Isn't that one about the guy just like running out of the house and then falling through? Oh my word! What the crap? That hole. Now, did he make the hole, or was it all there already? That's all mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't that just that one? Just was so intriguing. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. There's another. The first one of this next one is about is intriguing. Ooh. I'm gonna have to unsolved mystery. <laughs> that one back up. Cool. I've only seen the first two, but they were both excellent. Nice. Uh, then. I'm getting all of the English shows out of the way, and then I'm just going to list the Korean dramas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so... I, okay, so when October first hit, I'm like, I'm going to usher in a scary movie. And um, Hulu recommended the host. Um, did you see this, this Korean monster movie? Um, no. Okay, so it's, it's uh, it was done by uh, Bong Joon-ho, who won for Parasite this year. Okay, uh-huh. Did you ever see, did you watch Parasite? No. Okay. Did but you I see Mother? Yes. Okay. Love that's it. Still, that's still my favorite of his, and I've seen probably five of his now. I think Mother is still the best. Cool. But anyway, the host was good. So okay. basically it's like, a, um, I think it came out at least 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. So it's been a while. But it's this, like, well, at the beginning of the movie, some jerk American, <laughs> like coroner or someone, has has one of his underlings pour out, like, gallons of formaldehyde down the sink. And he's like, uh, this goes into the water. And he's like, just do it. <laughs> so he did, and, like, it like races a few years and we are to decide that doing this created like this big monster that floats in the Han River, which like goes through Seoul. Okay, nice. And he's just all big and scary and kind of weird. But anyway, it was, it was really good. Um, you know, he gets out of the water and like ravages the banks of the river 
and then the main character is like middle middle school age daughter. Before it runs back into the river, it grabs her and takes her with him. Oh, and gotcha. She had her cell phone with her. And after, I mean, they, after a few days go by, she calls him like quickly. So he knows she's alive. And so, but, you know, Bong Joon Ho, all of his stuff is usually about class. And, um, Anyway, since they're like a poor family, no one, no one listens to them. The governments don't listen. And so they're kind of on their own to rescue her from the monster. It's good. It was good. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, so I enjoyed that. Uh, Where did you watch this on? That's on Hulu. Hulu. And that also has Parasite. Oh, okay. If you want to do a double feature Korean. That's a Parasite I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard. It's a great watch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so safety, safety not guaranteed is back on Netflix. I saw that. So I watched it three times in four days. Like it's one of my favorite like indie movies. I that is I, so good. And every time I see it on Netflix, I'm like, I need to watch that again. Well, apparently I do that too, and I just watched it the day before. <laughs> oh, how funny! Okay, there is something about it, and I, I just, it is so brilliant in its character. Right. I mean. The writing and the directing and the acting together. The characters, all of them, are so well done. They are so well developed and interesting and real. Like, so, it's fascinating to me how good it is. How good of a job they did. And the more I watch it, the more I'm just like, man. You convinced me. Because I haven't watched it since, like, it came out, and that's it's probably been ten years, eight years. Yeah, at least that. Six years. It's been a while. Okay. There's just it's there's just something about it. I just absolutely love everything about it, and I love the end so much. But it's really it's the characters that get me. I just think it's just so well. It's that is hard to do. How right. well they did these characters is really hard to do. Anyway, three times in four days. That is COVID, Emily, to a T. <laughs> that is crazy. And then on like the fifth day, I watched Little Miss Sunshine. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's going same- back to the indies. Well, the thing is, the movie poster or the little thing you click on Netflix, it says from the producers or something right. of directors, someone they're connected somehow. And so I'm like, Ooh, little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> so I had only seen that once a long time ago. So that was fun to watch again. Probably something to do with like the Duplass brothers or something. Yeah. I'm not right? sure. I don't know. Or Bumble. What do they call that? Bumblecore. Bumblecore. Yeah. Cool. It's it's baby Paul Dano. It's so fun. 
Oh yeah. I forgot he like colorblind Paul Dano. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like and a weird weird Steve Carell. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And is it Tony Collette is the uh-huh. one? And Greg oh, yeah. Kinnear is the dad. And, and Greg Kinnear, oh, yeah. He's That's like right. a motivational speaker and he's That's just right. horrible. <laughs> okay, I need to watch that again too. Yeah, I forget what that's on. I think it's... It might be Netflix. It actually might be Stars. Oh. I thought I saw someone throw it up and I was like, oh. I need to see. Now I gave you all the information for all of the things. Yeah, that's right. I've got (laughs) I've got the screenshot. (laughs) Cool. I should find out where other saw though. I actually think it is stars. Yeah, it is. It's on stars. Okay. Yeah. So I had a little indie movie moment, and that was fun. Um. That's about it. So, so after I finished Crash Landing on You, I watched What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. That one was pretty good. So these are, I don't have any, there's no stretch of my imagination that tells me that all of you are going to watch all these. But. (laughs) (laughs) So just hit us with the best ones then. Okay. Uh, if you are looking for something that's kind of low stakes, charming, wholesome, and, and good, They're, these are all good. And if you're looking for something like that, then, you know, try these. Um, so W was like, it was my least favorite one I've seen so far. Because it was, it's like, so it was supposed to be like um, two universes, like an alternate universe, but it turned out the alternate universe was like a graphic novel. And so I wasn't, I was like, uh, I was disappointed when I found that out. I thought it'd be like, I don't know, something else. Okay. <laughs> More sci-fi-ish, which is weird. Right. Like, that's what I want. It wasn't so. I don't know. Um, Touch your heart was good. One hundred days, my prince. That one was good. That one uh, was like a period piece. Uh, and so, and then I'm watching uh, her private life, which I am digging. Oh, the guy in it is so pretty. Like, <laughs> He's so pretty. I guess he's a model, I just found out. Nice. But just, oh my gosh, his cheekbones, his facial structure, the right. way clothes lay on him. He's just so pretty. And One of I like it. Those people. Yes. Anyway, I just have to say that. So this one, it's um she's like okay, she's like a curator at an art museum, but in her private life She's like this mega fangirl for like this kid in a K-pop band. And she like is desperate to keep this a secret. Like she has to keep her private life totally secret. Because she's like this professional adult art curator. Right. 
but she also runs like a like the biggest fan site for this guy. And the new art director is she like she runs into him while fangirling, but she's got her face covered. And um, anyway, they like get into a relationship and it's, you know, there's all that. She's like Spider-Man. She has to like keep her, she has to keep all that secret, you know? Right. When they're still dating. But the thing is, you know, that he's figured it out that she has this, that she's this uh, fangirl and she even has the site and he's like joined up on her fan site and they like communicate there. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. It is fun. <clears throat> and so What's, what was that called again? It's called her private life. It's just kind of cute. And um, that's on like Netflix or no, that's on that. Um, Right. Which okay. is free, but you have to watch commercials. But uh, actually, I could give you the, the codes. <laughs> so send me another screenshot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Spider-Man with like a soul of uh, shop around the corner. Oh wait, what's the what's the one that actually has in there? You've got mail. Yeah, I never saw that. Did you see Shop Around the Corner? Um, it's You've Got Mail like is the, the like, re- yeah, it's like the one from like the fifties or something. Yeah. yeah. Or no, I think you just described it to me once. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever actually watched it. Well, like Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan hate each other in real life, but oh, um, I know the premise. Oh, okay. I you can't not know the premise. <laughs> Just not interested. <laughs> well, there's a little of that there, but it's cute. Anyway, I'm I'm this, on the last. This episode. sounds a little bit better, and not yeah. so '90s. Yeah, I wonder about these shows. Like, I'm totally enjoying them, and I'm like, if these were American, I'd probably eat them. <laughs> <laughs> But their Koreanness makes, makes them a little bit more interesting. Yeah. They're probably a little bit more like artistic, or I don't know. They are. They're like just a part of the whole thing is like there's this beauty to them and this artisticness that we just don't do, especially for like a romantic comedy. Yeah. See and. American romantic comedies are just, I would rather watch just about anything else. Yeah. I mean, I, once in a while there's one I'll like, but uh-uh. But these, yeah. these I just, I am loving, and they're just, they're my thing right now. I love it. I love that you have a little thing like that. That makes me happy. Yep. And that's it for me. Except, you know, I've done, done my COVID stuff. Oh, no, no, I've done my AFI. I watched Pulp Fiction. And after Pulp Fiction, I watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again. Oh, yay. 
And my next up was going to be Django Unchained because I haven't seen that yet since the theater. Oh, man. Yeah. That's heavy. That's a good one, though. Yeah, they're all a little heavy, but, you know, that's, this is where I spend my heaviness or these AFI lists because <laughs> I'm still doing that. But. Right. And I can handle it. It's just uh, I need my other stuff, too. Yeah. I've kind of, I haven't done as many, though. I don't know. The whole Eleanor surgery thing, I just, like, I had to block off pretty much everything else. And I haven't been able to watch a lot for a little while. And then it's just like, you know what? I'm going to totally just comfort watch. So that's why I've watched so many Asian dramas. (laughs) (laughs) It's your your little, your little happy place right now. How many did I watch? One, two, three, four, five, six. And they're seriously, they're like, 16 episodes and they're all over an hour long. So that Holy was a lot. Crap. I watched, I've wow. watched a lot of stuff. <laughs> wow. That is a lot. That's wow. That's another thing they do. There's like, they're all just like a one season thing. And they're obviously written as a full story and they're told. Well, they're, I'm kind of seeing a formula to them, but that doesn't bother me either. Cause I like the formula. But they don't fall into that trap of like, okay, third season. What are we going to do here? Do we have to fill up all these episodes? It's like they write them. Right. They have it all planned out. and it's Let's just, introduce a sibling that no one knew about. Yeah. There's none of that. It's just worked out and then done. And they're long. You know, it's a long season, 16. Right. So there's you know, 17, 18 hours of show. But it's just, it's it's a complete story, and it's done. I like that. Nice. No. I, that sounds great. It really does. Just one of these days. Yeah. When you, that's, you have to watch the whole time. Right, because it's subtitled. Yeah. So. Yeah. It'll happen someday. Yeah. I have more time to do stuff like that than you. Winter time's coming, so less camping. True. Less I don't know. There's always gonna be house projects. We had a weekend with no plans really this last weekend because we opted out of the surprise party. Uh-huh. And Cam suddenly decided that we were going to install a new patio sliding glass door, oh. which is great. Did you watch YouTube videos? Oh, oh for sure. <laughs> plus, plus he's done them before. But I guess so. He's a contractor or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's like, well, it went from kind of a not a lot to do weekend to you know, completely yeah. giant project. A project that took like four trips to Home Depot that yeah, whatever. That's my life. Mm. So <clears throat> anywho, all right. Well no, those sound good. I wanna watch them someday. I have been busy studying all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm kinda jealous of that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so cool. All right. Well, that's it for you. Yep. All right. I've got just a couple things because we talked about a few while we were reading cats. Um, but I did I watched uh all of Search Party. And and I liked it. Um, I gotta say, the main character, played by the girl from Arrested Development, Aaliyah Shaquette or whatever. No idea, but I know who you're talking about. Like, her character, season by season, became more and more unlikable to me. <laughs> well, <clears throat> She is no just coming not out of this a show. good person. <laughs> yeah, no one's coming out of this raving about it. Yeah, she just, the decisions that she makes that have huge consequences on her friends and her on and off boyfriend or whatever, she is just like, a horrible person. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to watch. But the story is still so good. And the is the it's the side characters, the you know, um Elliot and Portia especially. I even got to like Drew, her boyfriend. I didn't like him so much the first season, but I got to like him a lot more in the second two. Um it's been too long. Is she like likable? Is this all kind of a surprise? Is she mostly likable before? Um, in the first season, I would say kind of, but then seasons two and three, not so much. Cause she mm-hmm. just, I don't know. She gets everyone too involved for very selfish reasons and like really kind of messes with their lives big time. Not just like little consequences, but big consequences. <laughs> oh, that might really bother me. I have Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, and she's not she doesn't really doesn't have a lot of redeeming qualities. So and she doesn't seem to regret what she does to their life? No, not at all. In fact, she, like, even when they point out how much she is messing with their actual lives, she still just kind of puts her foot down. And so that's really hard. Oh, that might really bother me. Yeah. But, man, like, Elliot, <laughs> I just love him so much. Like. Every episode, I love him more and more. So there's like parts that are kind of, there's like parts that are worth it, but oof, it's tough to get over her. He, there's like a girl and guy best friend, right? And he's right. And he is like gay or something. Yes, and he's like a, like an actor who thinks he's a lot more important than he is. And he just gets better and better. 
<laughs> and so does Portia, the the friend. They they shine more and more while she gets worse and worse. <laughs> 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 so I don't know. I'm glad I watched it, but woof, I don't know. It's a tough recommend because she really is just a horrible person. Yeah, I think I'm going to continue to put Search Party off. Yeah. Um, the Another thing I watched was on um, HBO is I watched the movie Harriet. Harriet. About oh, um, Harriet Tubman. Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. Is it? I don't remember. I watched that. Yeah, it, um, yeah, it's basically the story of, like, how she became Harriet Tubman, because that's not, like, her original name. Hmm. You know, she takes on that name, and just what a brave woman. Um, there are some incredibly heartbreaking scenes. Like, yeah, I don't want to spoil it. She goes back. She, she escapes. No, no, not really. I mean, she escapes to, <coughs> I want to say, Pennsylvania? Ooh, I should know this. Um, and then goes back to get like her husband and stuff and it's just heartbreaking because they all think she had died um it's just it's so good um so it kind of it it's the story of how she became like part of the underground railroad it doesn't necessarily show the underground railroad itself mm-hmm. or like how she got there and just what an amazing, strong. Did you know that she led a platoon in the Civil War? No. Like, yeah, she led him into battle. Like this woman. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was really good. <clears throat> it was really good. It is. Um, I think one of your Hamilton people is in it. Um like someone who was in Hamilton. I recognized oh, his. Leslie, yeah, yeah, him. He's in it. Um, yeah, definitely worth a watch. Really good. Um, just interesting to get to know, like, this woman from history that all of us in school all we knew about her was she led the Underground Railroad, you know. This gives Mm -hmm. you a lot more insight into how that became and what she was like when she was young and her entire family. Like, you get to know her parents and her sisters and and everything. It's really good. Yeah, Yeah, that was, I watched it on HBO Max. And then... The only other thing I have, because I already talked about, like, the stuff that, like, the Haunting a Hill House and um, Ratchet and stuff, is this was a Karen and Georgia recommendation, but Love on the Spectrum. 
Oh, yeah. So, normally, this is not the type of show I would ever watch in a million years. Because I could care less about shows about people meeting people and dating them and, like, real-life reality stuff. But oh, is it, is it real? Yeah, it's 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 not like a scripted show. It's like a it's like a reality show, kind of. Huh. Or but like a docu drama or something. Kind of a yeah. Doc, I don't know what the exact genre is, but um, it's basically I think there's six episodes, and it's adults who are on the the autism spectrum kind of getting set up with and dating other adults on the spectrum. And I fell in love with every single one of them. <laughs> and it is the sweetest, amazing, they're so amazing, and I just want every single one of them to be happy and find love and they're I don't know I can't recommend it enough I loved it so much what platform is it it's like interviewing them and oh I mean the show the oh where did I see it um Netflix okay yep that sounds like a good English speaking show <laughs> yes. I need those. <laughs> Although it's all done in Australia, but still they speak English. Um, well, as long as I don't have to read subtitles, it's something I can do while I'm doing other things because I need oh, more of those shows. Yes, I I recommend it so much. It's so heartwarming, and so seriously, you just every single one of them, you just wish that they could find someone and it just makes you realize how lonely like being an adult an adult with like autism or or just being anyone on that spectrum just how lonely that must be because you've got your own things to deal with and then you have to like be sensitive to know that the other person is also dealing with it. And it's like, is it okay if I say this or is it okay if I compliment you or, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's just so cute. And I don't know. You just fall in love with every single one of them. And a couple of them are couples already. And it kind of showcases like kind of follows them around and all oh, this one couple, they're just the cutest in the world. She is so adorable. No, that sounds lovely and nice and cozy. It really is. And it's just positive. And, you know, they're just, I don't know. You just want every one of them to find happiness, (laughs) like when you watch it. Not like other dating shows where you're like, she's a horrible person and doesn't deserve anyone, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not that I watch those, but from the commercials I've seen, I'm like, I hate these people, you know, but not these it Sounds guys. like I mama bear them all. You, <laughs> oh man, move over Spike and Don Draper. 
Michael, Chloe, all, Mark, all of them are hopping in bed because you will still <laughs> mama bear all of them. They're just, I just love them all. And I can't wait for another season. And it's so funny because Karen and Georgia talking about it. I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to watch that. It sounds kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't even really remember it. Maybe I remember a little bit. But I don't know, one day I was just, I was working and I was like, I need something on in the background. And I saw that and I was like, oh, what the hell, I'll throw that on. And I was just like hooked from like the first five minutes. This Michael, oh, he's just amazing. And his mom is so cute because he's so funny. He's just, I, it, it's hard to explain and his mom just laughs and she's like, every family needs a Michael. And I was like, yes, they do. I want a Michael in my life. <laughs> so, yeah, it's called Love on the Spectrum. So if you want some feel good, heartwarming, but still, you know, kind of. Still kind of sad because you're like. You know, it doesn't all work out for all of them, you know. Right. But they're okay with it, too. It's just amazing. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I highly recommend it. So, cool. that's what I'll end it on. Well, pulling that up, I just was reminded last night I watched... Uh, I watched a movie called My Octopus Teacher. Have you heard of this? I've heard of it. I haven't watched it yet because octopus freak me out. They do? I've always uh, been fascinated by them. They're so interesting. Uh, They give me the creeps. Well, this was cute. I enjoyed it. Wasn't I at the aquarium with you guys when the one at the aquarium here was like, moving up and down the glass really fast, and I was like, Rah! Yeah, they had a big one. <laughs> I had to, like, get out of there. <laughs> yeah, I think it was me and you and Scout and Els. I think it was my birthday. Didn't we go to the aquarium for my birthday one year? I can't remember. It sounds familiar. Yeah. I think it was someone's birthday. I think it was yeah. mine. Yeah, and I kind of had to get away from the octopus, because for some reason it was just like, Moving up and down the glass so fast, and I was like, ah. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I, I think you'd this. probably find this one kind of adorable. She's not very big, and she's just cute. She just oh, does okay. cute little things. Okay, maybe. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, too. No, I'll I'll give it a shot. I've heard good things about it. Yeah, this guy, I guess, he lives in South Africa, and he was kind of depressed and um, just kind of disenfranchised with his life. And so he starts snorkeling. He lived in this, it's called the kelp uh, forest. So uh-huh. it's like major kelp. But you, if you like go down, you can. it's got like a really nice area to scuba dive. And he met an octopus, and it was scared of him. And it was it like, it, you know how, like, gather things and they, like, disguise themselves? Right. The first time he came upon it, she was disguised with, like, all these little shells and stuff around her. And then she, like, zipped out of it. And he's like, what is going on? 
But anyway, so he's like, I wonder what would happen if I visited her every single day. And so that's what he did. He visited her every day and she started trusting him and being intrigued by him. And they formed like this little cute little interaction. Yeah, that's what I heard. It it does sound pretty good, but all right. I'll forego my weirdness about octopus <laughs> they just give me the creeps that's funny well maybe maybe I will maybe. but she is, she's a lot smaller than the one at the aquarium yeah okay alright if it's a small one maybe I can handle it <laughs> oh and I wanted to talk about what I've been listening to just one my favorite podcast right now in case okay. anyone's interested. It's called um, You're Wrong About. And it's uh, these, uh, these two writer journalists. They're like millennials. Um, uh-huh. It's Michael Hobbs and Sarah Marshall. And they just dig into like old news stories that you heard about. That, you know, they're like, five or six years younger than me. So they were a little younger during most of these stories, but you know, it's those things you just, you get a vague idea. The whole nation has this vague, has a big idea about them, but they like dig into like the true story about it and tell you all the facts. And it's just good. Cause sometimes, I don't know, I've got all these little genres of podcasts that I'm in the mood for sometimes, like sometimes a news one, Sometimes right. I'll want just true crime. Sometimes I'll want like spooky, creepy stories. But this one is like a little of all of it. You know, they'll each podcast is a different one and they kind of take turns. Like, and they'll, some of them are parts. Like, they did a four parts on Princess Diana. And oh, they okay. just spell out the entire story of her, of her life. And it's just so good. They, I just listened to the one on Jonestown today. What's it they, called again? It's called You're Wrong About. You're... Okay. And they just, I love both of the hosts so much. And like, Michael is like this gentle soul that's always like, oh, sweetie. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Like Monica Lewinsky, you know, right? That one on her. He's like, "Oh, sweetie, he's not into you," you know. <laughs> but they're, I, they're very. I find both of them very likable, and it's just interesting. It's all, it is. It's all these little news stories you kind of remember, uh, but they'll just like really get into them and kind of maybe give you a different perspective or just kind of give the facts. They just they like the facts. Nice. Cool. I'll have to check that out. Anyway, I need something new like that to listen to. Yeah, I just, I'm not listening to, for like over a year, I haven't listened to any podcast kind of like ours that talks about like pop culture right. or a TV show. I just, I'm not into any of those shows that would have them. And so there's Same. like this void in my podcast life and this one. So I like finding a good one that I really like. And this That sounds good to someone. You may want to try that one. Good. Nice. Cool. Thanks for the recommendation. Mm-hmm. Oh, and sometimes they do like true crime. 
she's into true crime, so they'll do. They have a Jeffrey Dahmer one, and I haven't listened to that one yet, but, you know. So there's a little true crime, too. Right on. Sweet. I'll check it out, for sure, because I need something new to listen to, too. Yeah, I think you'll like this one. And I think you'll like them, too. The hosts, I like them. Awesome. Well, all right. I got to get Eleanor off to school at 7 o'clock. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And it's like 1 o'clock your time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I need to, I need to get going. Get out of Booker's hair. I'm in his face. (laughs) Well, the good news is that I can get, I get up at 6 and get Eleanor bed and ready and on the bus and then I can go back to bed for an hour or two. Right. On nights like this when I stay up too late. Nice. As long as I wake Scout up by eight, because then she'll just get on her Zoom classes. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> just like, go back to bed. <laughs> Mama's going back to bed. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, happy for us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to keep in touch more often. Yeah. Like I said it is like every couple months when we do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, don't get us wrong, people. We talk almost every day over like Messenger and text. <laughs> we definitely keep up like that. Just Yeah. Like daily just not talk talk like this so all right well show your own asses show your own ass all right all right see you later talk to you later bye bye